What's up? Hey girl, so much. Get your cups ready because we're about to pour. This is the Queen's Cup. Who do you, who do you, who do you, who do you know you are? I'm a boss with a little bit of sassy and a whole lot of classy. I'm confident. I'm beautiful. Who do you know you are? I'm Risa. And I'm Rika. And this is the Queen's Cup Podcast. Hi, everybody. It's Al Teresa, a.k.a. Risa here. And Erica, a.k.a. Erica, but also known as Rika. (laughs) And welcome to the Queen's Cup Podcast. Yes, welcome, guys. We're so excited We have a lot in store. We have a lot to discuss. Yes, we do. But let's first introduce ourselves so everybody gets to know who we are and why we are here. So, like I said, I'm Al Teresa, a.k.a. Risa, and uh, me and Erica created the Queen's Cup podcast. And this podcast is a platform where me and Erica can express ourselves, talk about different topics that we enjoy, but also topics that are near and dear to our heart, yes. share our thoughts, our opinions. Um, you know, you get a little bit about us and our day-to-day, and we wanted to create a platform to share with not just people who we know, but all over the world. Yes. And so we are also best friends. We have been best friends for, I don't know. 20-something years. 20-something years. <laughs> not saying how old we are, but for 20-something years, we've been best friends, like in real, real life. So um, we have these conversations every day on the phone, and we have in-depth conversations, good conversations, and we wanted to just put it on a platform so everybody could kind of share on our day-to-day conversations we have. Right. So, as Risa said, we've been best friends for over 20-something years. Um, We just wanted a platform where we can talk about things that, you know, has affected us um, throughout our lifetime, things that are going in today, and things of that sort. So, without further ado, I guess we can introduce ourselves um, as far as who we are, X, Y, and Z. So my name is Erica. I'm 25 in my mind. So with that being with that being said, um, I'm a lover of writing and poetry, um, things of that sort. I do have a nonprofit organization. Um, shout out to Manifest of Hope Incorporated. Yes. Um, other than that, um, single, somewhat ready to mingle. Ready whatever, to mingle she is. Whatever that look like in this quarantine life. Um, <laughs> um, other than that, just um, working on this podcast and whatever is in store. So, yes. Risa. So, I'm Al Teresa. Um, I am married. I have two little boys and I am a business owner. I started my business full-time last year, so I am full throttle um, in my private practice where I'm a therapist and no, I'm not going to be over analyzing people here today, <laughs> but it is my passion, mental health. And so, um, we both have a passion for women and helping the community and just sharing our voice, 
Um, so we wanted to just come together and create this platform for us, but also to share that piece with you. So without further ado, now that we've kind of gave you a little background of who we are, we want to just jump right on in. Let's jump right on in then. Yes. So Come in, coach. So <laughs> what, what we gonna talk about first? So first segment is core conversations, where we kind of just jump into the things that are on our heart to talk about and things that are important to us. And so the first thing we're gonna talk about is, of course, if you don't know, we are black women. Yes. And we are um, living in America, and so a lot has happened over the past few months with our has. black people. And we wanted to start out with talking about that. So I'll let you go ahead, Erica. Over the past few months, I will, I'll say pretty much since June, which was the death of Mr. George Floyd. In the midst of quarantine, in the midst of pandemic, we still have police brutality. Um, most people are familiar what happened with George Floyd. He was unlawfully um, murdered by police and not only were was it one officer but there were other officers who stood around and were complicit in the annihilation of George Floyd. Mm-hmm. We also had others such as Ahmaud Aubrey who was gunned down um, just for running through a neighborhood that people felt that he didn't belong in. Right. And also Breonna Taylor and all of the other who have gone on and has not made mainstream media. Right. This is something that has been a public outcry since the death of George Floyd. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to get my thoughts together because it was a lot for those who who didn't even see the the full video right I for one could not see the entire thing but I know what happened and I know the situation everything that led up to it and it was one of the most inhumane and most disgusting things that has happened in our lifetime right um beyond that um I also want to discuss Mrs. Breonna Taylor mm-hmm. and um, if you can expound upon what happened to her. Yes, yeah, so Breonna Taylor was essentially murdered and what happened, just to give you guys a little synopsis, is her and her boyfriend were asleep in their home in the middle of the night. The police used a no-knock warrant basically to bust in their home and in the process of that Breonna Taylor was murdered by the police and so many, um, opinions have been thrown around or, you know, the boyfriend shot first or Breonna Taylor and him were selling drugs or trafficking drugs and all kind of stuff to basically slander and make them, uh, to criminalize them, them, to make them seem what seem less human. The Mm -hmm. fact of the matter is that the police murdered this young black woman. And to add insult to injury, most recently last week, one of the officers were um, indicted with um, basically shooting at the wall, shooting through the wall. Right. And not for murdering Breonna Taylor. And the other officers were not indicted with anything. 
And so the officer's bond was, I think, 15000 and he bonded out, I believe, the same day. And so it just adds to the outpour, the outcry, the rage, the right. all of that when it comes to seeing our brothers and sisters murdered by the police. Right. It's just, it's disgusting to see. And it just adds to the things that black people have had to go through for the past 400 and something years. It's just like, when are we ever going to be seen as human beings? Like we're seen, to be honest, like less than animals to where Mm -hmm. they can just murder us in the street, murder us in our homes, murder us riding in the car with our families, with our kids. It's like they don't care. Like they don't treat us as we're humans. And so it's just disgusting to see. It's, It's very upsetting. And like Erica said, I did not watch the George Floyd video entirety in its entirety it was just too much for me. Um, and it's sad to say that even with these videos, it's like, it means nothing no more anymore because at first it was like, you never, you don't know, but now we can see it on social media and it's kind of like, well, here's the proof. And the justice system Mm -hmm. is still not giving due justice to these murders. It's just sad to see. Right. Right. I think it's a opening closed case. I mean, if seeing is believing, and at once upon a time it was, the camera doesn't lie, you know? Right. Um, exactly what you see is exactly what happened. And it's where this evidence has become, everything is, um, is left up to interpretation. If you're on me and I die, in the course of you exerting pressure on me, then you were the cause of my death. Right. I mean, all these other, what what other ailments that I had prior to you doing that has nothing to do with what happened. Right. It may have sped up my death, but it had nothing to do with my overall cause of death. And I just think that it's insane. And going, um, it's not just police brutality there's so many facets of racism in this country mm-hmm. um it being systemic it's in our health care it's in the things that we see on tv it's um it's perpetuated over every type of business every type of mm-hmm. um economy that you have in this in this um in this here united states and across the globe yeah against brown and black people it um, is. And it's insane. And one thing that I was thinking the other day is that I feel like it may not be slavery, quote unquote, in this country anymore, but I believe that the slave master has put on a blue uniform. Mm. I feel like he has left the cotton fields, whatever field that he had, sharecropping, this and that, and he went and got him a nine to five mm. and, be- and perpetuates those same stigmas from his forefathers on the people that he feels that are believe him. He, she, whatever. Right. And I just think that that's just, that's just insane um, because you can roll up on somebody regardless of what they have accomplished in their lives, regardless of who they are in their community, regardless if they're a mother, if they're a father, if they're elderly, if they're um, disabled, and treat them like nothing because you have a badge. Wow. When you are sworn in to protect and serve them. Yeah. So, in my mind, you're a slave master. Mm. And your whip has become a gun. 
and a baton in your body and your tactics that you use to dehumanize people who are just like you with only a different skin color. Wow. At the end of the day, they're humans like you. And I and I think that's how they have put in their mind to make us animals to make it feel to make themselves feel better and feel okay about what they do to black and brown people. Right, which is just uh, to say it again, it's just disgusting. And you said something that was kind of powerful. It's like they left the plantation and the cotton fields to join the police force and wear a uniform. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, is that a lot of the KKK members are police officers. Hmm. They found a legal way to lynch and murder black that people part. instead of wearing a white cape or white hoodie over their heads. Mm-hmm. They now have a badge to legalize them to murder and kill black people in this Amer- in this country. And so it's very profound that you said that. And, it, and it's true. The entirety of it is true because look where we are in America. There have been so many cops in this last six months that have murdered black people. And it took, first of all, months for them to even be arrested. Then months to actually get an indictment. And some of them have walked away scot-free, like with nothing. And they get a slap on the wrist. Oh, they're being suspended. Oh, we let them go. Oh, we took their pension. Really? They murdered in cold blood and they're going to get a, and they're getting a vacation, administrative leave, which is paid sometimes. So they just get home, they get a vacation. And that person is dead. Their loved Mm -hmm. ones will never see them again, never hear from them again. And it's just sad to see that this is where we are after the, slavery, Jim Crow, civil rights, to see that this is where we are. And we just had that big march in August um, to see that we had to do something like this again after Dr. Martin Luther King. Right. It's just ridiculous. And it's sad to see that this is where it feels like, yes, we made progress, but it feels like when these things happen, it's like we take a hundred steps back. I agree. And it's, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's like, when will things get better if they ever will? Right. I agree. And I think something that we both have discussed um, in the past, but um, recently as well as black women being underprotected, mm-hmm. underprotected and sometimes flat right unprotected in this country. And yep. I think Breonna Taylor is mm-hmm. unfortunately the prime example yep of how um her case even gone on to this most recent grand jury um indictment indictment um just was like a slap in the face so to speak like what was that like what was the point of that what right. was the point of having people together come together to make a stupid decision which was I I can't even I can't even wrap my wrap my mind around the verdict that was given mm-hmm. at all it made no sense you virtually said that the people who stayed next door to her lives were more important than hers right you were basically saying personal property damage was more important than a life that has been taken that the person who is no longer able to be with her boyfriend, who is no longer 
um, able to enjoy her life or mm-hmm. be with her family or whatever aspirations and dreams that she had, all that was shattered. Mm-hmm. And all you're telling me, all that was worth is that some bullet holes that went through a wall. That's what right. you're telling me from that verdict that was released. And I just think that it's a darn shame. And those people who made that verdict, you have to live with that for the rest of your lives. And I just pray for mercy on your soul because that was disgusting. Right. It definitely was. And so, um, when it comes to black women in this country and like Erica just said with Breonna Taylor, I want to read a quote from Malcolm X that he said, the most disrespected person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. And I believe wholeheartedly with that quote that he made, I don't know, at least, I don't know, maybe 40, 50 years ago, but um, I agree with it still to this day. As black women, our own, sadly to say, some of our own black men don't even protect us, don't even respect us. It's true. And so our counterparts are treated better than us. And so as a black woman, we carry so much on the weight on, on our shoulders, the weight of the world. Sometimes black women are the strongest people I know in this world. Right. Black women are the strongest people I know for the people in the back in this world. Okay. (laughs) And so as a black woman to see, and the other black women that are a part of my life, I know that my life was shaped by a black woman and the people before her and the people before her. And if it wasn't for them, I stand on their shoulders. I respect black women. And I know that we do and we have to go through so many toils and so many tribulations sometimes. And for us to be treated less than is a smack in the face. And so, yes, we have Breonna Taylor now, but there's Sandra Bland, right? Mm-hmm. Who died at the hands of the police and nothing happened. Right. Nothing She went into a jail and never came back out. Right. And so the lives of black women, yes, all black people. Yes, we all have, uh, are, have affected by, are affected by racism and discrimination, but black women particularly, it's like, we are so criticized. We are treated, we are demeaned, we are mistreated. And it's sometimes like, well, who's there to save us? Like, who's going to help us? And not saying that we always need a hero to save us, but it's like we we need support too. We're mm-hmm. strong black women, but we also need support. We also need the encouragement of our brothers. That part. We need the encouragement of our sisters. Right. We need the encouragement of everybody. And so that quote stuck out to me because when I heard it and when I read it, I was just like, this is right on time about... Um, you know, in time for what is happening, especially after the Breonna Taylor incident. And just to see like some of the disgusting comments that not just white people, but other ignorant black people have been making in response to that, especially when the settlement came out, they're like, oh, they took a settlement. And the, the reality is, is that civil cases and criminal cases are separate. Very true. You can be not guilty in a criminal case and you still have to pay in a civil case. For example, this has happened with a lot of celebrities. OJ Simpson walked away with no criminal charges, but he still had to pay civil restitution. 
So people get it twisted and they say, well, she took $12 million and that's not that, you know, the, the life of Breonna Taylor is more than that. It's like, that was one part of the case. The criminal case, as we all saw a few days later was still, it's still pending. And so I said all that to say is that black women in this country, we have to go through so much from other people. And the reality is, is I truly believe that if our brothers, our black brothers Mm -hmm. stood up for us more and respected us more, we would have a little bit more support and respect in this world. I feel as though um, black men don't necessarily support not all black women, not all black men. I'm not talking about all black men. So don't beat me up black men. I'm saying some black men do not support black women and don't treat black women like the Queens that we are. And so when we don't get that respect and we, when we don't get that support, like I saw a video, there was a protest in, um, in, uh, I think Louisville and on the front line were all black women on the front line and behind those black women were men, black men, right? Black women, we are always there Mm -hmm. to support our black men. We are right there through thick and thin. And when it comes to the opposite, we don't always get that support. Right. And so black women is for me is, is not just, uh, my sisters, but it's something that I advocate for outside of being a black woman, it's, I also know that us black women, we have to stick together and support one another because it's very hard to get support outside of ourselves, which is very sad to say. I agree. I feel that, um, something that was powerful is that, um, there are different reasons, um, for the division that has happened, um, the demise of the um black family mm-hmm. um different things that have that has happened um but i think what made us so powerful was when it was that family unit and regardless of we know what may go on mm-hmm. outside of the home they may be racism they may be um, unjust laws, unfair laws. But when you came under that roof, you knew that you could find love, you knew that you could find peace, and right. you knew that you could find hope. Right. And I think when that began to break down, mm-hmm. it's when the the rest of it broke down. It's like, well, here I am a queen, but where's my king? Right. Is my king still in place? Or is my king taking on the, the same thought patterns of people who don't even see him worthy right of having the things that he has worked for or the things that he has human um privilege to because he just the mere fact of being a human being just like them right so i think um i think when we have that togetherness once again i think um when we have that brotherhood once again i think that we can see real change like even going back to the election of President Barack Obama, mm-hmm. it wasn't just people that looked like us, but at the same token, it was an unprecedented, um, I won't say unprecedented, but for our time, our lifetime, for those right. who are like uh, the millennials and stuff like that, that was an unprecedented um, 
turnout for voting. So when it's when it's a collective action of of people that look like us, we can move mountains. We've done it before. Right. Um. People thought that we would never have a black president. I, for one, used to be one of those people a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Like it just seemed like something that was unreachable. It just seemed like something that was unobtainable. We we can do miraculous things when we put our minds together. But I think um, going back to um, the underprotection of black women is just we need that like just mm-hmm. like we give it we need it yeah and we may not say it right and 95 percent of the time or even more right <laughs> we won't say it right <laughs> but we need to know we need you to know just as much as you might not say that you need us you don't even have to say it because we have been there right because we see the struggle even if you don't say it even if you don't um come out and 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 act on act on how you feel we know you and we see you and we just ask that you know us and you see us too right absolutely i absolutely agree with um what you said erica we don't always say it because we have this portrayal of the strong black woman where we can carry the world on our shoulders but the reality is is that we're humans too we have weakness, we cry, we laugh, we get sad, we're happy. We don't necessarily always speak what we feel and sometimes we just carry it. And sometimes we don't ask for help. And I'm one of those black women who sometimes I don't ask for help. I've learned over the time, over the years that I need to speak up and say when I need help or when something is bothering me. But I do think that's kind of passed on from woman to woman, generation to generation is right. you just deal with it. Like you suck it up. And you just deal with it. And so on our part, yes, we may seem like we have everything together and we can do all things and we're this strong superwoman. And yes, at times we are, but we're also just human. And so we do need support. We do need um, help and we do need those things, especially from our brothers and from other people. And so um, I said all of that or we said all that to say is that we want to use this platform to support black women, but also to shed light on as being black women Right, is that no, we're not perfect, but like Erica said, we are stronger together. And so when we come together as a unit, as black men and black women, we come together, we can do many things. We can move mountains and we've done it in the past and moving forward, we're going to have to support one another especially our black men are going to have to support black women more and speak up more in regards Mm. to to us and have opinion, positive opinions about us and um, positive thoughts about us. And not that I'm saying that black women are never in the wrong, but I'm just saying that um, our brothers need to have better thoughts about us and just support us more and back us more on things, especially now when it comes to the racism and discrimination that's happening to all of us in this country. And so um, I salute all black women, all my sisters that's listening today. We salute you. And black men, we salute you. We salute you too. (laughs) Yes, black men. I have a king at home. So yes, I salute black men. (laughs) We salute you too. This is not a black men bashing session, right? At all. At all. We love black men. We uproot, we salute black men and women, but we just wanted to make sure that we got that out as to, you know, how we feel about the lack of support and women being underprotected. 
in this country. And so that was a mouthful. It was. That was a mouthful. <laughs> we are now going to transition to the mic drop. And so the mic drop, for those who don't know, is where we get to say whatever we want, anything that's on our mind, anything that's been, you know, concerning to us. And we just kind of rant and say whatever we want and we drop the mic and um, we leave it at, we leave it at that. And so I'll let Erica go ahead and do her mic drop. Okay, so my mic drop is um is just living your truth um and what I mean in living your truth is not doing something because you care about other people's opinions, you care about what they'll think, you care about how this will be perceived when your intentions are pure, mm -hmm. when your heart is pure, when it's your God-given talent and ability, okay? Mm, speak that so, thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and sometimes people might not even be thinking what we're thinking and we put these things on ourselves, we put these stigmas on ourselves, we attach ourselves to lies when it, we should be living our truth. Mm -hmm. So, um, for me, what that looks like is... Okay. <laughs> what it look like. <laughs> <laughs> for me, what it looks like is doing something that might be weird or crazy to somebody else, mm. but makes me feel good. Mm. That makes me happy. That makes me smile. That God put on my heart or purpose for me to do. Um, for me, that looks like being bold and mm. being unapologetically me. Yes. That's what that looks like. Um, not allowing people to run over you, not mm. allowing um, people who don't deserve a space in your life to continue to be in your life. Say what? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had to speak up on that. Not being mistreated, underappreciated, mm. because I am a queen. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hence, this is the Queen's Cup Podcast. Okay. Because we are queens and so are you ladies. Yes. So that's my rant and my mic drop. All right. Okay, girl. <laughs> now, uh, my mic drop is very similar to Erica's. It's about fear. And it's about not letting fear stop you from moving forward. Um, a lot of times fear can stop us from doing a lot of things because we fear people's thoughts, people's opinions. We fear of what if it doesn't work? What if it doesn't happen? What if this, what if that? All these what ifs. And the what ifs can stop you from doing anything moving forward. Before you even start, the what ifs has kind of knocked you out of the game. And it's kind of like, you know, you start to run a race and then you're like, oh, well, no, what if I break my leg? And then you just never run the race. Wow. And it's kind of like, well, you won't know unless you actually put your feet together and do it. That part. And so fear um, for me has stopped me in the past and doing a lot of things. And why I wanted to drop, you know, drop this mic is because, you know, I know a lot of people live in fear. And so um, for those who are um, Christians, like we are, God tells us not mm -hmm. to live in fear. Right. And he didn't give us fear. He gave us power, love, and a sound mind. And so um, I just want to drop that mic to say that not not to let fear stop you. Not to let the fear of, well, what if this doesn't work out? Or what if all these what ifs in your mind to stop you? And also sometimes the fear of losing people. Sometimes, mm. like Erica said, is that the doors close for a reason. And we may not know the reason. We may be afraid because mm -hmm. the door closed. 
But that normally means that something better is waiting on the other side. We just have to step out of the fear and let the door close instead of sticking your feet in there. Well, wait, wait, wait. Don't close. No, no. Let it close, sis. Okay? Let it close, bruh. And fear will continuously lead your life if you allow it to. It will paralyze you physically if you allow fear to stop you. And so my mic drop is let go of the fear. Stop letting it, you know, stop your life. Move forward and see what happens on the other side. And so I'm going to drop my mic on that. Bam. <laughs> if we had, if, if you could physically see us, you would see the mic drop. But, um, so yeah, so mic drop is our last segment and we wanted to make sure that this, um, first episode for you guys was powerful, was meaningful, was, um, you know, it showed a little bit of depth and and because we have all facets and all sides to us. We are smart. We are funny. We are goofy. We are all those things, but we (laughs) wanted to make sure that this first episode was, it had some depth to it. And it talked about the things that have been near and dear to us. And for the past few months. And so now that we have this platform to share it with you guys, we wanted to make sure that we shared it on this first episode. And so as we come to a close, Mm -hmm. do you have anything left to say to the people, Erica? Um, I agree with everything you said. Um, yes, there will be more episodes to come. Yes. Um, every two weeks you will be hearing our voices. Yes. <laughs> but we ask that you are a subscriber. We ask that you listen, like, share, all of that good stuff. Um, there will be a point in this show where you also can submit questions mm-hmm. and we'll answer them um anonymously if you desire and otherwise if you desire (laughs) um other than that um we love you for real (laughs) yes we wish that you um make it through this pandemic happy healthy and whole yep and yeah live long and prosper all right star trek (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) but yes all of that all of that yes we want to make sure that um you guys are taking care of yourself out there Um, Wherever you are, wherever you're listening, make sure you're taking care of yourself. You love on yourself and you love on your family and those who are close to you and let them know you love them. Life is short. We don't know any moment or any, not to be, you know, grim or anything, but life is short. So love on the people who you love and love on yourself. And don't forget that, like she said, you can submit your questions to tqcnation at gmail.com. And you can submit your questions, and of course, it will be anonymous unless you request your name, you know, be said. But otherwise, the questions are anonymous. And starting our next podcast, we're going to be answering questions on our Q&A session on our podcast. So submit those questions. And so otherwise, thank you guys for listening. Thank you. We are so excited to kick this podcast off. Yes. And, um, you know, everybody take care. Bye. Bye, guys.